Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Welcome. My name is Kathleen Soggy, and I want to say thanks for joining my friend Kathy Weckworth for her radio show today. Hey, this week's topic is a continuation of last week's, and we're talking about developing strong friendships. And I've got my friend in the studio, Kathleen Soggy, and the truth be told, she really is my best friend. Kathleen is the Director of Prayer Support for Best Life Ministries and a motivational speaker for us as well. Thanks for taking the day off to be here in the studio. Oh, Kathy, it's my privilege. Thanks for having me. It's fun to see the radio. It is. It is. And you know what's really great? is that we've got my producer and friend John here, and we told him we were going to be in the studio until late tonight. We have him <laughs> convinced that we're going to be talking that much. <laughs> so really, the show isn't that long, so we're going to get started right now on this great topic of friendship, and I kind of want to recap a little bit. We talked a little bit about some of the qualities that our friendship has, and, and that's honesty, and we spend time together. A lot of times, you know, just once a month, we'll meet for coffee, but we talk on the phone frequently and that works for our lives. And as a friend, you've got to figure out what works for you. If you're a busy mom, you're not going to be able to see your friend constantly. Um, So those are a couple of qualities that we like. We're also going to talk a little bit more today about what happens when you've got a conflict with your friend or what happens when you feel depleted and, you know, your friend is a great encourager, but maybe you need to redo that yourself. Give them some encouragement. Um, I like the five love love languages that people have for their spouses. I think that also works for your relatives and your friends. So we're going to talk about some of these things today. So Kathleen, let's start out and talk a little bit more about finding friends I think that, um, you know, I've been talking to my daughter lately and with all of her friends, they've been graduating from college. They've got jobs now and they're moving away from where she lives. And so she's just feeling that kind of an empty feeling. And I keep trying to, come, you know, come up with good ideas about where do we find friends? Where do we find them? And then how do we make them our friends? Tell us what you think. Well, I think you got to be careful about the spots that you're picking It's hard to find places that you can trust people, but I think finding uh, people with your same common interests, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you like some certain kind of sport or you like um, a book club or you like, you know, kids programs or church. Yeah, church or the library. I know that I've met people at the library. You're whispering, you know, but you meet people at the (laughs) library. I think if your heart is open, if your mind is open, if you're doing what we talked about last week, which is praying and saying to God, I really would like to meet friends. I need good friends. You know, you don't need 12 of them if you just right. meet a couple people that you can do things with. Right. And I really like that whole idea that you and I talk about where not every person is going to be you. So you can't look for yourself. Right. You know, you have to look for somebody who can, you know, I don't know, have a few things in common, right? Right, right, Exactly. And then there's the old saying that opposites attract. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we like in other people what we don't have in ourselves and that we wish we were more like. So sometimes, you know, listeners need talkers and talkers need listeners. And so there's a real balance in all of that. 
How do you suppose we got to be friends? Because we're both kind of talkers. I don't know. Yeah. We just chickety chat all the time. I know. And, mm-hmm. and you know what Daddy used to say? Kathy. What's it's, that? It's Chatty Kathy. Oh, you know? yes. And I had a doll named Chatty Kathy, too. My yeah. mother thought I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that doll. My sister got it with black hair. What color was Mine yours? was blonde. Oh, yes. Because you're the blonde. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about encouraging others. Okay, so... I had my friend Jennifer over this weekend. She lives in Wisconsin, and she's absolutely beautiful with three little kids, and she's very encouraging to me. Um, One of the things she did was she brought a couple of really fun little presents that were fitting of my personality, which made me feel very, you know, appreciated and respected. And she'll tell me that I'm an encourager, and I don't know how I really encourage her, but when she comes to my house... I like to think about really babying her because, you know, I'm older than she is. She's like the age of my girls. And I remember those days, don't you, of Mm. being so busy with the little kids running around and you feel so, you know, overwhelmed. So when she comes, I like to really give her good food. I I got a little cross for her that I knew she liked. Um, You know, I try to think about what can I do to make her feel valued. Mm -hmm. And I think encouragement is so important. And I know you and I talk about it all the time. Where are the encouragers? Who encourages the encouragers? Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you think about it, I mean, it was just an incredible encouragement to me that number one, she drove to help me. Number Mm -hmm. two, she's so kind and sweet. And number three, she brought some fun little presents and we just, you know, invested time. Those were the encouraging pieces that I felt I needed right now in Mm -hmm. life. What about you? What would be encouraging to you? Well, I think it's a, a lot of the little things. I don't think it always has to be great big things where it costs money. I mean, just looking at a person in the eye and saying, you know, I really appreciate you and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Because I think we live in a world where we're constantly being bombarded with, you know, I'm not good enough. I should be somebody else. We don't take for ourselves for... um who we are. We don't value even our own qualities. And and that's the one thing I think you're good at, Kathy, is you you see in other people what they don't see in themselves. And I've learned from you to to look deeper into other people. But you're incredible at seeing the the things that are down the road for people, things that they they can do better in in life that I mean the, the staff at Best Life you're always looking into their hearts and saying, you know, you guys are good at this and this, and they all kind of look at each other like we are. And so that's a gift you have. And not everybody has that. But I think it's the little things. It's, you know, a card in the mail. It's a quick phone call. You know, how are you? Are you okay? Just thinking about you. Maybe it's a text to just say, hope you have a good day. Or um, how are you? Or how's I, your family? And don't or, you think as we get older, even just telling people, you know, you look really cute today. You look really nice today. I know with some of my grandmas or even my mother, you know, they'll come in and they look fabulous. They'll have some cute outfit on and they've got mm-hmm. their beautiful little gray hair and their silver glasses and they look like a million dollars. And my mom will tell me, nobody takes a minute to hug you. Mm-hmm. Nobody says that you look good. Mm-hmm. And I think just even a couple of you know quick sentences I think about Farmer Dean and he's a really great friend to me he's the best friend ever um, but he'll tell me Kathy you know you're the one person that t- will tell me I'm doing a good job or you're the one person that will say you know you're really handsome 
And I think that just a very simple thing, an outward view where Mm -hmm. we're not always about ourselves. What are you going to give me? What are you going to do for me? What can you say to me? If we do that, it really is a fill up. Mm -hmm. I know even to help depression, if you're looking outside of yourself and saying, how can I serve my friends? Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, That really helps. Let's talk about jealousy and competition, Kathleen. Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, how long have you had your fabulous car? Oh, almost a couple of years now. Okay, so you and I went out to look at it, and it was beautiful, and we loved it. And not once did I feel jealous about it. You had your sweet little white car that was, you know, older, and you were ready for something different. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for you. I really felt excited for you. So no jealousy there. But there are times that we travel because Kathleen is a motivational speaker. Um, And I am as well. And we'll travel together with our team. And there's been, you know, maybe once or twice in the last seven years where I'll find myself feeling like, okay, what was wrong with me? Everybody loved Kathleen. And I really have to work at that. And and you and I know I've talked to you about it. It makes you terribly uncomfortable, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. You like want to climb the walls. Don't be, don't put me on a pedestal. That's right. Remember what Doris says? Mm -hmm. Tell them what Doris says. She'd say, Oh, don't you put me on a pedestal because, oh, it's so sharp up there and I'll have to fall off. And you don't want me to fall off, do you? Or whatever it is. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. And and that's what, you know, I would really work on saying, okay, I'm so sorry. But for two minutes, I felt sorry for myself. And you have to walk through that jealousy and competition because that can really eat up a friendship. It can really create havoc. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? Well, I, I love that about you, Kathy, that you're always transparent and you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're not afraid to say that. And I think that's what keeps a good friendship healthy if you're if you're careful and you just have to just be aware of how you're treating others and how, you know, you just have to know a little bit more than just what you see on the outward. And you got to yeah. think about what are people really seeing in their heart and know people's hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is underneath? Are they really trying to be mean to me or is are they having a bad day? Or, right, right. or are they just feeling overwhelmed or are yeah. they tired? And sometimes we can take offense way too quickly. Oh, absolutely. And depending on how we feel about ourselves or how if we had sleep or, or whatnot. I know one of the things you and I have talked about, not so much of competition, but almost a little bit of jealousy, then this is really difficult for me because you're married to Jim. Jim's a very tall, big carpenter, very handsome. I'm married to Farmer Dean. He's a very big, burly, muscly farmer that's very (laughs) attractive, right? And so, you know, I've, I've never had any kind of an issue with you and I, but as a worship director, I know I told you this story before. I used to have one of my people from church that as soon as the church service was over, boy, she was married and she made a beeline for my husband after every single Sunday. And he was so shy and quiet and, you know, he wouldn't think anything about it. Well, I was ready to kick her right in the leg. (laughs) And I just thought that's one of the things as friends that we have to do for one another. Mm -hmm. So I am very respectful of you and your husband. And I'm that way of every friend I have, um, whether they're, you know, like our I don't know, our staff and Mm -hmm. and their husbands, you're just very careful with how you connect with them. You know, Mm -hmm. what are you saying to them? How are you treating them? Is it flirty? Is it Mm -hmm. not? Because that really can create 
jealousy and havoc and mistrust oh absolutely mistrust because you can't be better friends with your friend's spouse than you are with your friend that's right and in this day and age we we have to have boundaries exactly and it's it's another part of having healthy relationships Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and last week i talked a lot about my friend keith and the fact that he is married to laura and they're fabulous um you know, after a while, people start looking alike. They look alike. I love that about them. <laughs> and so they're going to come and see us. He just wrote me an email and, and said, you know, they're going to come and see us. And I like that when you have that comfort feeling between people that are friends, but you have to be careful. You know, you just have to be careful because I would never be saying to Keith Talley, let's you and I meet for a five-hour lunch and not have Dean and... Right. Laura there. It just, right. it wouldn't be good. You know, uh, we don't work together. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. I used to do that at, at my job. And I know with your job, you probably don't have that. But with working on staff, I would not let myself be, you know, with someone of the opposite right. sex. It's just not, it's not healthy or safe. Right. Because, you know, you just have to be careful. When there was no reason, it was, it was not there. Mm-hmm. So I think um, jealousy is something you have to really be aware of because it can really affect a friendship let's talk about this um one of the things that's hard is that friends can have disagreements Mm -hmm. um i've had friends that have not agreed with how i was raising my kids i've had friends that have you know oh crazy things that have wanted to borrow things or borrow money and you never get stuff back Mm -hmm. i've had friends that were incredibly ungrateful when I've helped them Mm -hmm. and then flip that around I've had some of the best friends you know in life and how they've treated me and you know that things have gone very well but one of the things that's really difficult is when you have a problem with somebody yes so I want to know you know you have a different personality than me I have kind of that driver I want to just go right in and say okay here's our problem let's talk it out how do you do it without being offended? How So let's talk about you and me so that we don't scare anybody. So say that I've offended you somehow. Um, you talk about what what would you do? Well, I'd probably want to talk to you about it. And I would say, hey, Kathy, there's something that I'm thinking about that happened the other day or you said this or that or I, I kind of thought maybe you were mad at me. Are you Are you mad at me or did I do something? Did I say something? And so I'll just come out and ask you, but I, I believe that it's the healthier way to do it because I'm, I'm a peacemaker as a rule. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like it when there's conflict. Yeah. I hate conflict. Yes. And I, I say to, to my uh, staff at work, I say, well, let's have a pep fest. And that just means that we need to talk about this or mm-hmm. I don't want them to think I'm trying to be you know, offensive to them or hurt their feelings. But I want the freedom to be able to say, okay, you know, this is happening to me. This is bothering me. I don't, are you okay with me? Right. Or what right. did I do? Because uh, my heart is never to offend people on purpose. Of course, of course. And, you know, some people have stronger personalities than others. Yeah. And some people like to control and, and walk away mad and not talk to you for weeks or months on, on end. And, and I think that's, something to be careful of in friendships because you don't want to constantly have high maintenance with people um, where they're just, you know, going to constantly be offended over every little thing. I think that a good friendship to look at is like we talked about David and Jonathan because it's give and take. You know, you uh, love your friend, you take care of them and vice versa. 
I always look for the friends, Kathleen, that I think of, okay, I am going to be in the Twin Cities and my car broke down. Who can I call that will come and pick me up? Because I want the loyal friendship. I want the people that are going to stand by you. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want people that are going to ditch you if there's trouble. So I like how you respect the whole thing about having issues because you're very, very kind about it. So I'm going to give our listeners a little example. Um, Because I'm the leader and I'm the leader of the ministry and Kathleen works for me as a motivational speaker and the director of prayer, you know, there's two different hats I wear. One is her bossy boss and the other is her (laughs) friend. And so there will be times when she'll say to me, okay, so here's what I was thinking what if you thought about doing blah, blah, blah? Because in, in the fact that we're looking at being honest, you'll come to me and tell me the truth. And I will say to you, that's a great idea. Or I will say to you, mm, I don't think so, Kathleen. And instead of getting mad at me, you know, sometimes we'll just kind of walk through. Here's why I don't agree with it. Oh, okay, great. Here's why I think it's a good idea. Oh, okay, great. We walk away. We're still friends. We've had probably just a couple of bumps over the last seven years and you and I will talk right through it. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. Isn't it awful? It because is. Because conflict is horrible. But you can't just skedaddle past it. No. I, I have no respect for people that will not sit down and talk to you mm-hmm. and be truthful. Mm-hmm. Because then it means that they're not very honest. Right. So then how can you trust them deeply? And I have trust issues because of, you know, my ex-husband. I mean, right. you, have to, you right. have to be aware of that. Right. And it is hard to trust people. And it's hard to to put those pieces of the puzzle together. And sometimes you don't realize what the real issues are until you, you both start talking out loud and you brainstorm together and you find out, oh, well, this was really bothering me and I didn't realize that that was under the undercurrent. Mm-hmm. And and maybe our body language is telling people that, gosh, they don't look like they want to talk today. Or maybe they're not feeling good and it had that same effect and it had nothing to do with us. And that's why I'm a real big person on just coming out and saying it just you know are you okay is this Mm -hmm. all right I think women are are easier to do that with than maybe men I mean you know like Jim and I have worked through so many things over the course of time and you know men and women you know talk things over a little bit different absolutely but I think women are more tender-hearted and more sensitive they Mm -hmm. they don't like to be hurt Right. And they and need think, to talk it out. I don't. I think that men don't want to be hurt either, but they don't want to sit down and talk about their feelings, <laughs> you know, which I love about us. So here's a great scripture, listeners. James 2.23 states, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. I mean, what an incredible thought that we can be God's friends. So we're going to take a minute from our chatting up a storm here with the two chatty Cathy's. <laughs> we're going to drop in this fabulous song, Friend of God.
listeners, we're back, and I'm here with my friend Kathleen Soggy, who is a motivational speaker and Best Life's Director of Prayer. We're going to talk about these last few things here, four things today that we think are really important to keep a friendship healthy. So number one, Kathleen, here we go. Balance time with your friend. Not too much, not too little. Go. What do you think? Well, I think that's really a key. So first of all, you've got to just make sure that you're not overpowering or, you know, not taking enough time at all. But you have to say to yourself, is this friend going to be uncomfortable if I call too much? Or is she going to think I don't care if I don't call at all? So that's kind of a balancing act that just takes some time and practice. So Absolutely. don't be discouraged if, if or, it takes a little time to balance. Right. Or you can be like Farmer Dean and he just doesn't talk to anybody <laughs> because he's very quiet. Yeah. So, you know, he says when his friend Brad calls them, they, they'll talk for like 45 minutes. And I'll mm-hmm. think he really does know how to talk. <laughs> um, number two, telling your friend the truth, gently, kindly talking through things when your friend is off course. You've done that for me. I've done that for you. Sometimes it's about something simple. It's uh, about how we've treated somebody. We'll remind each other, oh, maybe that wasn't so kind. You know, what else do you think about? Well, I think it's part of being a sounding board and being willing to brainstorm back and forth and not hold it against each other just because you're trying to process something and grow in these areas. It's important to just know that the other person cares and, hey, it's okay. I can say and do things without having you think I have to be perfect or say it perfect. So just be comfortable and relax, but try to say the truth in love. I think part of that uh, whole piece is that you have to be willing to trust your friend. And Mm -hmm. that kind of comes with time. Because if I have a friend and I've had that friend for two weeks and they want to say something to me, you know, about being real honest, I don't really agree with how you're doing this or that. I probably won't really want to take them seriously because I haven't developed a trust factor. It takes time. It does. If my husband calls me and says, I want to talk to you about this is what I saw, um, I've known him for 12 years. I'm going to listen to him. If Mm -hmm. one of my children, you know, if Alexis will call me, I've known her for 34 years, I'm going to listen to her. Mm -hmm. So it it takes time and you're going to have to be gentle when you speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got some friends in life that are are really sweet. They, They don't want to tell you. And I've got friends that really tell you things that they shouldn't. Mm. So you've got to think about that both ways. How are you treating others? How are they treating you? Number three, not trying to control. This is a big thing, isn't it? My mom says that everybody operates out of two huge sins in life, jealousy and control. And I I just heard Joyce Meyer saying it the other day. She said, stop trying to control everything. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Kathleen? Well, I think we have to remember we can't change people. And it's not our job to. And we don't really want everybody to be like us. I mean, we want... Or do we? Or do we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always tell my kids, oh, everybody should have 10 of you. Mm. But seriously, you know, being gentle and genuine and really letting people be who they are and not thinking they have to do it your way. That's right. I mean, their way yes. is good, too, yep. as long as, uh, you know, it's not illegal. That's right. And and the last thing is to keep out jealousy. Mm. You have to really work at that because if your friend all of a sudden gets a brand new car and her husband has a great job and she's going to be headed to the Mall of America with, you know, $50,000 to spend, 
Isn't that funny? Yeah. Okay, $50 to spend. Then you might be feeling a little jealous and you can't do that. You can't get into that place where you feel bad. And last thoughts about that, Kathleen. Well, I think it's just important to just know that jealousy is is a killer. So Kathleen, thanks so much for being my friend. Well, and thanks for having me in the studio today, Kathy. It was really fun. I loved it. It was great to have you here. And listeners, if you're looking for friends, look for friends that God would put in your path. They're right there. They're right in front of you. They don't have to be perfect. Let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, thanks so much for everything that you're teaching us about friendship. We look to you for how you love us. And we look to you for the stories in Scripture where people have friends like David and Jonathan. So be an encourager to us. Help us to be an encourager to others. We love you. We lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.